Thanks, Lydia. Thanks, Lydia. Can we give it up for Lydia and the, the praise team, the worship team? Wow, it's already 8.50. Y'all, y'all crazy over here, man. Um, hello, my name is, one second, let me just get this. Ay, 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 ay. Ta, 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 ta. My name is Will. Um, I just, I live in California, but yeah, as I, I, I think I mentioned it, right? I'm like, I'm pretty delirious right now, okay? Cause We were in together for about, I don't know, like six days, I don't even remember. We were together doing a, a youth missions conference there, and we got to be among a people who are really doing some uh, kingdom work among unreached people groups. We couldn't even upload any pictures. One time I had my phone out, and the security came and said, you cannot record any of this for security purposes. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So why am I even preaching here? You know, I don't, I'm undeserving to be here, you know? But as Sam said, Went home yesterday and flew back out here because um, Sam's a good friend of mine. As you guys know this, I mean, if you don't know this, when you do ministry, you meet all sorts of people uh, from all sorts of places, but it's a joy to uh, meet friends um, with like-minded hearts and to make friends. And even Lydia and her husband, uh, we just met a couple months ago, but when that girl started leading worship, I was like, how can something so powerful come out of something so tiny? You know what I'm saying? It's like, this, I'm not, I'm, she just, you know what I mean? And she starts singing, it's like, oh, she's a soul sister, right? Um, anyways, it's a true joy, a true honor for me to be here. Just a little about myself. I'm married to an amazing, incredible woman, a 14-month-old little girl. A girl's rule, man. I don't know if that's a prophetic word about woman or if I was just talking about my daughter for her future, you know what I'm saying? Like, speak up, girl, you know, but... 14-month-old daughter, and we have a, a, a prayer a prayer and a leadership training ministry out in Southern California called The Meeting Place. It was inspired by the life of David to raise up the hungry and broken, uh, to become spiritual leaders, to make a kingdom impact where they are. And we've been doing that for the last two years. And prior to that, I was a youth in college and young adults pastor for about eight years. Anyways, that's enough about me. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, usually when people guest speak, Maybe not everyone, but a lot of us, we call it recycling. We recycle sermons. Like we use the same sermons we preach somewhere else. But once YouTube came along, it's kind of hard to do that now because it's all up on the internet. One time I preached a sermon and afterwards the pastor came up to me and said, we streamed that sermon for our service a month ago. I was like, really? Nice. Thanks for letting me know now, right? So I was planning on just recycling a message but on the way here. I just sat on the plane and I was like, Lord, here goes another one. I'm here, Lord, you sent me. Here I am. And this, this fresh, fresh message just came to my heart. So it's fresh out the oven. Thank you, Lord. So you're taste testing it for me so I can recycle it somewhere else better next time. So if it doesn't taste good this time, church, I'm going to preach at it. It'll be better for them, all right? But no, really, though, I do got a message and it comes from Matthew chapter 6. If you have your word, the Bible, if not, get out your devices. Uh, Matthew 6, I'm going to be reading verses uh, 1 through 18, but I'm going to be skipping a few verses as I read this. In Matthew chapter 6, this is Jesus speaking, the Sermon on the Mount. 
you guys know the Beatitudes, if you're from church, Matthew 5, he talks about the blessings. The blessed are the pure in heart, blessed are those who hunger and thirst, blessed are the meek. And in Matthew 6, he continues his message. And in Matthew 6, he's actually about to rebuke a church folk. He's about to rebuke religious people, Jewish people, who couldn't consider themselves very religious. And in Matthew 6, verses 1, this is what Jesus says. Be aware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your heavenly Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites. Hypocrites literally means here actors. As actors do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward, verse 3, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Can everyone say secret? Secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. Verse 5 says, And when you pray, he goes from giving alms and being generous to the poor, and now he goes to prayer. And when you pray, Notice is always when, when, when he expects us to give to the poor. He expects us to pray and later he expects us to fast. When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. This is Jesus speaking. When you pray, but when you pray, He's giving a transition, a contrast. Don't pray in public to be seen by people. But when you do pray, go into your room, shut your door, turn off your phone, close Instagram. That was what he would be saying if that was today. Come on now. Get off Facebook and pray to your father who is in secret. One more time, everyone say secret. Secret. And your father who sees you in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Don't you like that? Sometimes all you got to say is one thing to God. Sometimes I'm telling you, my biggest breakthrough was this. God, <laughs> straight up, I'm not, I go through, God, it's just one word. Just, you don't need to say many words like the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask them. We're going to skip from 9 to 15 and verse 16. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure, they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Man, I've made mistakes like this before. Sometimes I'll do extended fast. Like I'll do like seven days, 21 days. And immediately I think, when I lose weight, people are going to know I'm fasting. And they're going to know I'm holy. Ah, so simple, right? That they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. All right, there's some common themes, three different analogies, three different examples, but one same message. 
This is Jesus speaking again to religious people, people that go to church, people that go to conferences like this, people that are very familiar with religious talk and religious activity. And he talks about giving alms, right? Giving to the poor, generosity. He says, when you give, so he expects us to give to the poor. If we see people in need, he expects us as believers to be generous with our giving. But he says, don't give to be seen by others. And later he says, when you pray, do not be like the religious leaders, or do not even be like the Gentiles, who like to pray out loud with eloquent words to be seen by men. Pray when you're by yourself. It says, when you fast, I know a lot of you guys fast, in religious culture, they fast all the time. When I was in Egypt, in the Middle East, people fast all the time for religious purposes. But he says, but when you fast, make sure you put oil on your face. It's like lotion, because when you fast back then, and that skin, your face would get dry, and you look all gloomy, and people will know that you're fasting. And the whole point is to be seen by God. So today I want to talk to you guys about this main idea with one question. Do you want to be seen by man or do you want to be seen by God? Because you can't be seen by both. Do we want to be seen by God or do we want to be seen by man? For we cannot have both. Jesus is making it so clear here. Guys, you church people that grew up in the church, you're using religious things for self-esteem, for your own personal status. If you're in the church world, you know to have a big ministry is to be successful. If you're a worship leader that gets many people to worship, all of that you know is for your own success. But Jesus is saying, no, 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 no. The Christian raised by man but it's about being seen by me. So that's my first point here. It says here, right here, do you want to be seen and praised by man? Or do you want to be seen and praised by God? Let me read a few verses to you. 6.1, be aware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order that you may be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father. Chapter 6, verse 5. When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Second time the word seen by others is used. Verses 16 through 18. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they, dis they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you that they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that, you may, that your fasting may be not seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. You know, we have the potential to be the most seen generation ever to live. We are the loudest generation. We are the most seen generation because of this. But did you realize oftentimes the loudest people are the most insecure people? It's almost always whoever's the loudest in the room, whoever has to make themselves known the most, if you look deep down, it's because they have an insecurity and they're overexerting stuff to be seen by people. And Jesus is speaking 2,000 years ago to a people who never had internet who never had Instagram, who never had LinkedIn, who never had a resume. Okay, they had a resume, but not the resume we have. Speaking to them, rebuking them, how much more will he rebuke us if we are trying to be seen by men? Also notice this. He's using religious things 
Fasting is a good thing. Prayer is a good thing. Giving to the poor is a even greater thing, according to Isaiah 58. In other words, we can even take godly things and make them into man-made idols. We can even take things that look good on the outside. We could even take things that God has commanded us, but because of our sinful hearts, we make it about ourselves. Praying is good. Fasting is good. Preaching is good. Having a good business that makes a lot of money to give to the poor is great. But Jesus is saying this, our hearts are so deceptful, deceitful. I just want to say this real quick. Did you know, and I hope you know this, we have a dual nature. The moment we receive Christ, we receive a dual nature. Romans 7 talks about this. I want to do good things, but I cannot. The good things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I keep on doing. But it is not me that's doing it, but the sin that's living inside of me. <laughs> Who can save me from this wretched body? And he says, thanks be to Jesus. Christ, my Lord and Savior. Therefore now there is no condemnation in those who are in Christ Jesus. So inside of our hearts there's two desires, to be seen by man or to be seen by God. You see, when we're not believers, we constantly want to be seen by people, seen by people, noticed by people, affirmed by people, approved by people. But the moment you receive the Holy Spirit, there's a new nature inside of you that cries out, I want God to see me. Yeah. I want God to know me. I want God to take notice of me. David says, you are the apple of my eye. He's saying, God, can I be the one thing that you see? That's the spirit nature. But too often we listen to the sinful nature. I'm telling you right now, there's times in your heart where you know I shouldn't do it, but you do it. That's your sin nature beating your spirit nature. You guys remember as a kid, I mean, at least for me, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be approved by my brother. because he's six years older. My dad and my brother used to do push-ups all the time when they're like seven, eight, nine, ten, and I couldn't do any push-ups, but I'll just run there and just move my waist like this. <laughs> just so my dad could see that I'm strong. I remember when I got into high school, I started working out, and I'll be lifting, but I don't know what it is, but whenever girls walked into the gym, I put on more waist than I could actually do. I'm like, shh, 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 shh. And then I remember when I first started pursuing my wife, we were actually in Panama on a mission trip. A year after I started pursuing her, she rejected me for a full year. And a year later, we were on the same mission trip, and I was leading a VBS. And in this VBS, we had this thing where we go like, Quien vive? Which means, who lives? And the kids shout, Cristo! Right? And for this VBS, I remember very clearly, my wife wasn't there. So I was just going like, Quien vive? The kids were like, Cristo! In the corner of my eye, I see her walking out, and I'm like, Quien vive? And I remember I wanted, to, I wanted her to know that I was godly. No one else knew that, but God knew that. God knew that I was even using ministry to promote myself to get attention from my wife. But deep down, there's that voice in our hearts that cries out more than man's eyes, even more than my boss's eyes, more than my pastor's eyes. Lord, I want your eyes to look upon me. See, the only way you will ever overcome the fear of man is if you fear God more. A lot of people think you overcome the fear of man by being more courageous. No, you overcome the fear of man by being afraid of someone else that's more than them, God. Okay. It's the fear of God that kills the fear of man. But too many of us have the fear of man because we're living for the praises of man. But God says, if you get the praise of man, you lose the praise of God. Come on. 
you know, I was several years ago, maybe four years ago, I, when I started traveling a lot, I used to think, if I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record all my preaching, I'm going to record it. And I would like go on my Instagram and I will like go like, put people on my Instagram without them knowing. And I will write like, pray for me, y'all. And I would just do it all the time because I was traveling so much. And one day I was doing it. Right? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and then I see someone crying. I zoom in. So people know I'm real spiritual. And one time I literally heard the inner audible voice of God say, what are you doing? I said, God, I'm showing people what you're doing. And I heard God respond, no, you're showing people what you're doing. He's like, son, you're not showing people what I'm doing. You're showing men what you're doing. You're boasting about that stuff. You're boasting about your speaking. I was like, I was struck dead. I was like, oh, I put my phone away. <laughs> Funny thing is, I couldn't resist. I still did it. Real talk. I'm not perfect. <laughs> like an hour later when the conviction got a little softer, I was like, okay, I think it's okay. <laughs> because deep inside of us, we want the praise of man. We want to be popular. You know a popular Christian is an oxymoron? If you're living in a New Testament, you don't want to be popular because you'll get killed. You didn't want people to know your name. You actually didn't want them to know where you live. You didn't want them to know your Instagram handle. And one of my heroes, Francis Chan, I heard a sermon by him once. And he used to be a mega church pastor of thousands and thousands of people in America. And he just had a midlife crisis and he just left, right? He's like, I'm done, I'm out. And he was telling us that he met with a, a, a leader in Asia in a, in a country where Christianity is illegal, persecuted. People go to prison. I mean, Andrew and I were just in Egypt and we we're talking to our driver. And he says, yeah, Christianity here, you cannot evangelize. He's like, we've been doing this 14 years underground. No one knows. I said, what happens if Christians evangelize? He said, oh, I had a friend that disappeared. I was like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? He's like, he disappeared. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, he was ministering. The police came and we never heard of him again. Wow. And then we found out like five years later, they move him every year to a different prison. And then Francis Chan said this. Francis Chan was talking to a leader in the underground church, a persecuted church. And this leader said to Francis, I don't understand you American Christian leaders. Why is everyone in America trying to be famous? In our country, everyone doesn't want to be known. Because if we're found out, we go to prison. I was like, damn, drop mic. <laughs> He's like, I don't understand why all the pastors in America want to be famous. Here in our country, the most powerful people are the most unknown people. They're the ones behind the scenes doing all the kingdom work. Those are the ones that Jesus is talking about here. The ones that no one knows about. We're going to be shocked when we get to heaven. <laughs> We're going to think all these famous people who are considered Christians, who are doing stuff when they're athletes, going like this, are going to be close to Jesus. You're going to be so shocked. It's going to be someone in China or India or Africa or North Korea we've never heard about that's closest to the throne of Christ. Because they have their reward. They were not seen by man. They were not seen by promise. They were not seen by pursuit. They were not seen by your pastors, but they were seen by God. And those are the ones that Jesus is rebuking them and he's rebuking us. And this is the struggle of our generation more than any generation, 
ever. Always promoting ourselves. Do we want to be seen and praised by man? Or do we want to be seen and praised by God? We cannot have both. Here's my second question. Rewarded by man? Or do we want to be rewarded by God? Chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Verse 4. So that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. 5b. That they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. Chapter 16, verse 6. Now he's talking about prayer. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. I'm showing you, it's common. It's reward, reward, reward. Seen, seen, seen. Praise, praise, praise. It's, it's the same thing he's nailing in dark. He's just trying to get to us. 16, verse 18, about fasting. That your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. What is this reward thing? You know, I, um, I just turned 30. So I'm young, and I'm young to some people, old to some people. You know, this facial hair is a new experiment right here, okay? I turned 30, I said, I gotta try something. Wife hates it, but... In my 12 years of being in ministry um, and seeing, I've, I, by the grace of God, I've been to meet some incredible people. I've learned that man can make themselves successful without the hand of God. <laughs> Human beings can do incredible things apart from God's help. Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel. Incredible, so incredible. God said, we got to stop this one. <laughs> they, might, they might peek up here. You know, they're coming up, dude. Look, you can be successful. What is God talking about here? Do you want God to reward you or do you want to reward yourself? Do you want to make yourself successful or do you want God to make you successful? Why is this important? If you... Do it yourself, you have to sustain yourself. That's good. If you promote yourself, you have to maintain yourself. And God does it, it just flows. It just happens, yo. Many people imitate Christians who are successful, thinking that it was the external things that made him that way. No, it was the favor of God. Yeah. There is no recipe to Joseph. There was no recipe to David, except one, they wanted to do it for God. When you read the book of Genesis, right, from 45 and on, when it talks about Joseph, it keeps saying that God was with Joseph. Every time he gets a promotion, it says God was with Joseph. God is trying to show us that every promotion was the hand of God. The Bible says about David, and the hand of God was with David. It says that wherever David went, he had success. Whatever David did, God was with him. But Saul, on the other hand, had to do it with his own strength, which is why he manipulated, he calculated, he maneuvered, he used his flesh. But David was just trying to be seen by God. He was trying to love God. And I realized God 
blesses and rewards those who are obedient, who are faithful, who are stewards of small things. Small, everyone say small things. This is is elementary that I, but that, I don't want to say elementary. It's basic, you learn and move on. Foundation, you learn and you relearn. This is foundational. If you're faithful with fun, if you're faithful with one, you'd be, I was thinking faithful and few, so it was like fun, right? If you're faithful with few, you'll be faithful with much. One to two. You're faithful with two, I'll give you four. You're faithful with five, I'll give you ten. But everyone's trying to skip. I heard a quote, it said, the worst thing to do is succeed at something God has never told you to do. Wow. The worst thing to do is to succeed at something God has never told you to do. There's so, man, I don't know, man. I hope you guys are getting this. Even for me, there are times I'm doing something and, okay, let me give you an example, like Moses. Moses hit the rock. He was supposed to speak to it. But what came out the rock? Water. Everyone was praising Moses. But God was like, "Mm mm-mm, you're not going in. Moses was like, water, come out. Come out, it wasn't coming out. And God said, don't hit the rock, speak to it. Trust me, son, impatient. Water starts coming out. Everyone's like, wow, what a great leader. What an anointing leader. What happened at that moment? Moses also fell. He wanted to be seen by the people. But God was like, Moses, you just forfeited everything. You succeeded at something I didn't tell you to do. The real reward would have been, just wait, son. I gave you my promise. I gave you my word. If he would have waited, he would have went into the promised land like, where grace comes. When Jesus was transfigured, who was there? Moses and Elijah. So ultimately, he made it to the promised land because the grace of God. Amen? Some of you are like, I failed. No, no, there's grace. There's grace. I gotta shut this business down. No, just repent and keep going. You know, gotta quit ministry. No, just there's grace. Under the new covenant, there's again and again and again. Amen? Again, some of you are like, damn, this guy's just killing us. I fail every day. I still promote myself. I still upload stuff on Instagram I shouldn't upload. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I'm just sharing with you what he says. Yeah, come on. Do we want to be seen by man or God? Do we want to be... Re- okay, I'm going to go into church stuff. Politics. Oh, snap, son. <laughs> or do you want to be seen by Jesus? Yeah. I'm not coming back here, man. They're not in, they're, I'm sorry, Sam. You're not being pursued out of promise, dog. I'm telling you, I used to be in these PTA meetings in my church, and like these pastors are okay. Hold on, I gotta self-control. The fruit of the spirit is self-control. I would see people clearly sucking up to man, and by people, I'm talking about myself too. There's clearly like, yo, you know. Everyone knows you're sucking up, right? (laughs) Why are we playing politics? Aren't we just supposed to please the Lord? Obviously, there are things you have to play in structures. I understand that, but 
Do you want to be rewarded by man? Because if you want to be rewarded by man, I've seen people do that in budget meetings. They're tickling the richest person in the room. <laughs> they're tickling the elder who has the most power because they want to be rewarded by the elder's budget. You do that, then fine. You get that check, that's it. You get rewarded by God, He'll provide over and over and over and over and over again. You know, I have been situations where people have offered me hundreds and thousands of dollars. Literally. And I'm like, I made it. <laughs> and I go home and pray and God says, don't take that money. You take that money, you always depend on that person. It's good. You wait on me, I'll provide. God will reward you, I promise. I, I promise His word does not come back void. If He said it, He'll keep it. If He declared it, He'll make it happen. We don't need to reward ourselves. We don't need to be rewarded by our boss. If God sees you, He will reward you. I'm almost done. How can we overcome the desire to be seen by man and rewarded by man? Jesus tells us, get into the habit of doing things in secret. Look what he says in chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. I know these are redundant, but I just got to keep reading it. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. 6.6 six, about prayer. When you pray, go into your room and shut. I love that imagery. Not just go into your room. He's like, shut the door. I'm not going to cuss, I promise. I know everybody's saying, shut the door and pray to your Father who's in secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will reward you. Now about fasting, verse 18. That your fasting may be done not to be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees you will reward you. I heard a quote D.L. Moody. What you do in public is your reputation. What you do alone is your character. Right? What you do in public is your reputation. You could change your reputation like crazy. Whatever you post on Instagram is you could just, you could fake a reputation. You know what I mean? But your character, who you are, your godliness, is what you do in secret. Jesus says the antidote, the cure, is not perfect, but it's a commitment and a resolve to do the same. He's not saying don't fast. He's not saying don't pray. He's not saying don't give. He says do it secretly. And the imagery I love is close the door. You know what that means? No one's invited except you and Jesus. That means leave your phone outside the room. That means don't upload your devotionals on your Instagram. I mean, I know people be like, they're like, I'm spending time with God. The Word of God is so beautiful. And right when they're done, they just walk out. <laughs> I got my fix. <laughs> I know people that be at prayer meetings, recording prayer meetings, like, God is moving so much. Right when they leave, they never pray again. I, I want to exhort our generation. Do what you do. If you're hearing the Word of God more at church than you are in your room, you got it wrong. 
If you're praying at church more than you're praying at home, you got it wrong. If you're giving at church to be seen by people, you got it wrong. Do it in secret. Do it in secret. I just gotta hammer this. Revival? Really? <laughs> you wanna talk about revival? You know George Mueller? Who had an orphanage? They said by the time he died, over 10,000 children. He had a church. I mean, Charles Spurgeon looked up to him. He said by the, time, by the time he was 70, he read the Bible front to cover 200 times. <laughs> 200 times. <laughs> Genesis to Revelation. And then it says, and 100 of those times, he read it on his knees. Why would you read the, your Bible on your knees? I'll tell you why. Because he revered God so much, he didn't feel comfortable unless he was on his knees. You know in Asian culture, when like your grandpa walks in, you go, oh, you stand up. Right? You guys are like, I'm at church. Whenever the senior pastor walked into our meeting, all of us stood up like, no, really, like, he revered God's word so much in his autobiography, one of his assistants said he read the Bible a hundred times on his knees. By the time he was 70, the dude died when he was 91. So he probably read a hundred more times. He probably read it 300 times. Maybe a hundred on his face. I don't know what he was doing. You know? Man, I forgot. There's another after he died. There was knee imprints next to his bed because he prayed so much in the same place. We're talking about revival or bust. We're talking about pursuing after God. We have to do it in the secret. Right. And I'm gonna say one last thing, and we're gonna close up, bring it home. I've learned, you know, when the, you know, have you been to church service or a, a conference service when it's, it blows up, like it's like, it's like God is here. Either the worship leader was praying all week, or the audience was praying all week. It's because all week they were just so stirred up because they're praying and reading when they come to a corporate service it's like a coke bottle that was shaking it just pops open you know why you know why you're you know, okay i'm gonna say this and I'm, I, I don't know what's going on with me okay i'm tired i heard people say like oh yo will i don't want to go to church my service our church service is so dry i'm like fam it's because you're dry Because if you're on fire, catch everybody else. Right. When I was in youth group, we had no pastor. Our pastor was an elder who could barely speak English. And two was like, open up to the Genesis chapter two. <laughs> Every week, he was like, ah, right? <laughs> the worship leader couldn't even sing on key. We had no pastor. Small little town in Champaign-Urbana. Have you even heard of that place? Champaign-Urbana? Some of you are like, maybe, yeah. It's a tiny town in Illinois. I don't know what happened. This tiny youth group around like 40 kids. Holy Spirit fell on us. I got radically saved through my father-in-law guest speaking. Our youth group was on fire, dude. 
Like it was, you know, you know, like youth kids who are so on fire, like the praise team ends, but the, 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 they just keep singing, so the praise leader has to keep going. Have you guys been to services like that? Like, like the audience is leading the worship leader. Like they just, he's done, they just keep, that was a common occasion in my youth group on Sunday morning. And we didn't have no pastor, we had an elder. And some college students at the University of Illinois that would just rotate. And when I, when I looked back there, the reason why we had the fire was because we had no platform. We had nothing. We just loved to read his word and pray on our own. So when we got together, it just... Explosion. But it has to be in secret. I want to exhort you guys today. Pray in your room by yourself. Oh, I'm too busy. No, you're not. David was busier than you. He was a king. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that shall I seek after all the days of my life. To gaze upon his beauty and to inquire in his temple was David. Jesus was busier than you. I mean, people were waking him up from naps to talk to him. Are you that busy? Like you're trying to say, yo, 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 really? If you're a mom, I understand, respect, okay? That happens. I'm sleeping, my daughter's like, da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Time submits to your priorities. What is your priority? What is our priority? I'm, I'm preaching to the choir and I'm preaching to myself. I'm going to close with this. I'm pretty much done. I only had the airplane to prepare this. <laughs> How did Jesus do it? Think, think, let's think for a moment. Just think. How did Jesus get betrayed by all his best friends, crucified shamelessly on the cross, falsely accused and ridiculed of being a criminal, it's only one reason, because he knew he was seen by the Father. When no one loved him, he knew he was already fully loved by the Father. When everyone falsely accused him, he knew that God the Father knew he was pure. He knew that he was seen by the Father. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. He knew that no one on earth can actually reward him with the heavenly reward except God the Father. He knew that his reward was a crown of glory waiting for him. And Jesus always went to the secret place. The reason why we can do it is because he did it first. Let's close our eyes. You know, I read uh, in my morning devos this morning, I read this, and in Proverbs 16:2, it says, All the ways of a man, all the ways of a woman are pure in his or her own eyes. 
but the Lord weighs the spirit. I'll read that one more time. All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. That means he searches the motive. We could be doing all these stuff. I want to just do one last thing. I forgot to mention it. It was my third point. I just... How do we be seen by God as, 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 as called repentance? I'm not talking about like, oh, I'm a horrible being. Like, I, I suck now. No, it's repentance is asking the Lord to purify our hearts. It's turning from our selfish ways and turning to the Lord. And tonight, I just feel like um, we just need a little bit of repentance, including myself. Asking the Lord to purify our hearts if we have lived to be seen by men. So right now, let's just close our eyes.